OTB Rugby. One of the best wingers in the world. One of the best Irish wingers of all time. He's done it. Of course he can do it again. It's just very, very important to be able to exit well against big teams and get down this territory game. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Anthony Moyles, good morning. How are things? Morning, gents. How are we? Keeping well, keeping well. We've had a lot of uh, tweets. I've had a lot of tweets. I'm sure you've had a lot of tweets as well from uh, support uh, from the kingdom uh, because uh, I predicted, a bit like yourself, Tyrone, that to, to show up at the weekend and, uh, well, either they didn't show up or Kerry did show up, but uh, we're both getting a lot of messages, I think, Anthony. Yeah, I got one or two, all right, Shane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't realise the Kerry lads got so worked up over a, uh, you know, measly old quarterfinal, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, the funny thing is, I didn't get many messages last week after I said it. So, mm. uh, kind of after the fact messages, which is, uh, which is interesting. So what that tells me is that, uh, I think they were, if they were being honest with themselves, they were equally as worried coming into the game. Um, you know, and I think that's true, you know, uh, but I was getting messages. Yeah. I was getting messages from all over from Kerry lads. I even got a message from a, 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 a a lad here in Dunshockland who who says to me, "You bollocks, Milesy." He said, "Me and Owen, that's his son, Owen O'Connor. This is a lad, Bell O'Connor, gas man." He says, "Me and Owen have money on Tyrone on your OTB advice. No chips on the way home tonight." He said, <laughs> "So uh, wasn't wasn't a happy man, poor old Bell." But it's it's you know I I think like if you actually analyze the form which we I looked at, you know Kerry weren't showing anything coming into the game. You know had beaten a, a, a Loud who were beaten Dockers. You know struggled over Cork. Mayo obviously handed it to them in Fitzgerald Stadium. Um, and whereas Tyrone were showing that they were starting to come good. You know they were showing that bit of bite and that intensity that they've had over. You know the, the, the especially the year when they won the All Ireland. Um, we're showing obviously some serious prowess and ability up front, um, and loads of energy. And they had absolutely, it's just amazing to see that it completely flipped on its head. Like they were just devoid of absolutely all of that, especially in the second half. But you could see loads of instances of it in the first half where they were really teetering on the edge. But was it, I mean, was it down any to, like, Kerry's defence for me was absolutely phenomenal. Now, I was reflecting on this today, like, I really fancied Mayo against Dublin. I thought, I, I wasn't sure what to make of Dublin. And when you think you get to this stage where two people, three people can call two games so, so badly wrong, where did this Kerry performance come from? Yeah, Johnny, I think, like... Look, Kerry are always Kerry, okay? So they have that ability. They're not all Ireland champions for for, 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 for no reason. Um, I just don't think... They weren't showing a serious amount of intensity, I think. They were they were being a little bit passive. I thought, you know, when they played Mayo, obviously, in Fitzgerald Stadium, um, Mayo had an ability where they pulled Morley left and right, and they, made, they left big, big gaps down that centre channel. I think the major flaw that Tyrone fell into was Tyrone didn't change it up. I thought McShane probably should have started. I think they needed a fulcrum. They needed a centre point. They needed someone right in on that full forward line to cause Morley to turn around and have to go back towards his goal. Um, so that seems like a very small thing, but it's actually a big thing because what can happen is you can put a hand pass in over his head, force him to turn around, and then you can feed runners like the Canavan young lads coming in left and right who've got that skill, ability, agility, and speed to be able to move out away and get scores. But what happened was Tyrone or Kerry just filled the, the middle. They just filled the D. And, and Tyrone continuously tried to come around the corners. They brought every single attack down the centre. They had very, very little width. 
Um, very few scores from them came from outside, you know, kind of left and right of the D. Um, and ultimately, they were just nabbed every time, turned over, turned over. And of course, that gave Kerry fuel and it gave them much more energy. Um, and I think Johnny, honestly, I, they, they looked completely leggy to me. Um, and I'm not just saying that tiredness is an excuse. I think Kerry were by far the better team. But there's a point, there's, I think there's a, there's a shot where McCurry has a free um, and he has just missed one. And I think it's about 9-7. Um, and absolutely no one is showing for him. You can see him. He, do, he doesn't necessarily want to kick it. He's saying to himself, "This is I've, I've already missed one. The, the breeze is swirling around. This is a long kick for me. And you can see he's toe-tapping and he's looking for someone to show. And it, it, the camera kind of zoomed out. And absolutely no Tyrone player was making an effort for him. Now, that just says, again, it's a small thing, but it just kind of gives you a little kind of uh, uh, insight into how they were feeling, their energy, you know, their, their, I suppose, their, their, their body language. Um, and I think they resigned themselves to that very, very quickly. Now, on the flip side, Kerry were fantastic. I think mm-hmm. Kerry brought... Kerry brought what they needed to bring. Kerry did the bullying last week, and you know everyone expected that Tyrone would do it. Well, Kerry, Kerry did it, and a number of the Kerry lads who were questioned, like O'Connor, and you know even probably Paddy Clifford a little bit. You know there was loads of lads getting into Tyrone faces. They were bringing the fight to Tyrone, and they were saying to them, "Listen, we're not going back today." Um, so, so that's a good thing to see from a Kerry perspective because then they can mix both. And I thought Morley was fantastic. Morley is a really, really class player, very intelligent fella on the pitch. Um, and you can just see how, how he organizes things. And, and as I say, Tyrone fell into the trap of not trying to get him out of there and they, and they, and they, and they paid the price for that. There was the accuracy from, from Sean O'Shea as well. Did he kick one five possibly in the game overall? Like finished that goal at the end of that unbelievable David Clifford over the shoulder sideline pass. I don't know how he, how he did it. Um, and I, actually, I'm going to just put this forward, right? Mm. I think the David Clifford thing is at once kind of, it's part genius and it's part complete pot luck because David Clifford I don't know if you listen Anthony he sums this up so brilliantly after the game he's like there are two lads going to absolutely barrel me over the sideline I literally had one option kick it before it goes out and he has that bit of awareness now I think only David Clifford could actually do this but at the same time I'm thinking um, it was kind of one of these things that looked almost better than it was um, and the frightening thing is he was on the periphery of the game like he, he wasn't even he just kind of half turned up he didn't need to yeah, well, he was, uh, when I saw the pass going down to him from, I think Pawdy kicks it to him, I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. Because I think Hansi and, there was, there was definitely two of them yeah. there mm. coming for him. Uh, and, and like there was nowhere else to go, bar he was getting murdered. So if he'd caught the ball, he would have been absolutely crucified. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, and those two lads would have taken their opportunity as, which was rightly so. But yeah, the skill was, but still, Johnny, it's, it's, you know, if I tried to do something like that, I'd probably end up in row C in, 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 in the Hogan because I'd trip over myself and nearly kill myself, whereas he still has the dexterity and the ability to do it. And as you say, the awareness to know, he probably just had a quick look behind him. Well, I was of, thinking, Anthony, uh, like, I know he was he was supposed to be very good at soccer, like, when he was younger. And I was the first thing that came into my head when I saw that was, Jesus, this, that's like a pass you'd play in midfield in soccer. Like, it was that good. It was a complete soccer pass, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, he's... Listen, he, he's an amazing player. And, and of course, and we spoke about this last year, Shane, you know, and not that the Kerry lads will remember this when we were lauding <laughs> Kerry, but, you know, no, no. what has, what he has become is he's become a man mountain. Like he, he, himself and O'Shea, you, you don't bully those lads too easy now. Three or two or three years ago, when they were only starting out, you know, I remember Dublin played them and, you know, Tyrone, you could kind of give it to them and, 
you know, hope to try to get into their head. There's none of that now. Like these lads are have grown up. They're mature. Um, they're well able to mix it for you. They'll give it to you as well. Um, and I know I'm talking about, but, but that does matter in quarterfinals and semifinals. It's, it's an attitudinal thing as much as anything else. It's, it's what you're willing to bring to the party. Um, the scale and all those different things, but it's, it's that intensity. It's that willingness to, you know, go down on balls where you probably shouldn't go down 50 50s or 60 40s against you. Um, and Kerry brought that. And I think Tyrone were slightly, I wouldn't say shocked by it, um, but I think I think you know it's amazing. Even though it was close enough in the first half on the scoreboard, I think if you actually go back and analyze that first half, you'd say Tyrone got some you know pretty good individual scores, whereas Kerry were literally just toying with them a little bit. And and, and you know what? The, I, I remember I, I sent a, a message out. I just said this could end up a hiding here if Tyrone don't get the finger out and, and, and it could have been even worse for them. The, yeah. the tally situation that you mentioned, like, you mm. know, he's obviously a great reputation, but I don't know, Anthony, are you, are you slightly downplaying how 99 out of 100 this Kerry defensive performance was? The, look, I, I, I don't, like, the thing, Johnny, is, I know I'm, I'm, I'm stuttering here, but Gavin White, unbelievable player. Like, I think he's been hampered a bit by injury early on the season. So that's the first time I've seen him this year where he was getting back to his best of last year. You know, O'Sullivan, if you look what they did as well, and, and, and the management have to get a lot of credit for this, this, they, they picked certain Tyrone fellas out and they said, I tell you what we're going to do. We're not going to let these lads dictate to us. So Matty Donnelly is usually a bit of a quarterback for Tyrone. He usually likes to sit in the pocket behind midfield and spray balls left and right. Matty Donnelly spent I'd say whatever amount of time he was on the pitch, I think he was hauled off about 55 or 60 minutes, but he spent that 60 minutes chasing O'Sullivan back towards his own goal. So all he was doing was running back. If you watch McCurry, the amount of times McCurry ended up sprinting back towards his own goal. Mm. Um, So what that does is it says, listen, we're going to take you all the way down here and you're going to have to come all the way back up to get a score. So the Kerry full back line and half back line deserve a massive amount of credit because not only, Johnny, it's very, very difficult. You know, you know, when you're set in that defensive position and, and how energy sapping it can be to be moving across left, right, covering off runs, everything else, to then be able to go and be able to support a player as soon as you get the ball. That's a difficult thing to do. And it's a very, very energy sapping thing to do. And then to have the wherewithal when you get up there to kick scores as they did. Um, that, that, that I thought. So not only from a defensive point of view, were they excellent? But from an offensive point of view, that when they when they turned the ball over, by Jesus, they got up in support. Um, and and ultimately, you know, I know we talk about Monaghan and we talk about Mayo, but that is where the modern game is at the moment. It's the ability of those defenders to join the attack at speed and add all the plus ones. Because you know your forwards are generally looked after up top, but these guys actually bring the extra width and the, and, and 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 the extra kind of vigor in attack. And I think we'd we'd rightly pointed out that Kennedy and Kilpatrick were two of the best midfielders in the country, and certainly one of the, one of, if not the best, midfield partnerships in the country. So, uh, I guess the expectation was that they would dominate that midfield, and we should say that Jeremy O'Connor and Jack Barry were both supreme. So that that's that's one area of the pitch, I guess, Anthony, that we weren't expecting Kerry to dominate, but they did. 
Well, Shane, there were there were, there was question marks over them, and I think rightly so. Like I, you know, I think if you sat down, Dermot O'Connor and Barry, and said to them, "How you know, pre the game, how's your season going?" I don't think they'd be very very happy with it. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, you can only analyze what's in front of you. You can say, "Oh, I wish," and blah blah blah, maybe. But like, if you're going on quality, um, what, sorry, what you've seen in the in the last number of matches, that's where they were. The midfield was poor. They were lacking intensity. They were lacking aggression. Um, they weren't really joining the attack very, very well. They, they seemed slow and dithering on the ball. But like I, I, I worried for them a bit against Kenny and Kilpatrick because those two guys were bringing a massive amount of energy into it, switching between full forward and midfield, joining the attack well. But they just cleaned them out. Mm. They cleaned them out, absolutely. And I felt sorry for like Tyrone were doing a lot of these. If you look at the previous game against Donegal, where they would come into the line, you know, as as an attacking force. There was three or four options always off the shoulder. You know, they were coming at different angles. Whereas last weekend, it was always just one player, one player coming at an angle. And of course, Tyrone had set the trap and just bang, they were turning the ball over repeatedly, as, as I said already. Those two guys were brilliant, uh, really, really good. The big question for them is, though... Um, Will they be able to repeat it? Because the next the next challenge, that midfield isn't too handy either now. Yeah. Connor Glass and Brendan Rogers up next for for the Kerry mm-hmm. lads. So they've had they've probably had that Kerry midfield that will have to have played the two best midfield pairings in the country in two games in a row in the Toronto and Derry midfield partnership. So that'll be that'll be a fascinating one. It's just Der- Derry are gonna just approach the game so differently yeah. because I mean you think so? does, there has to be a little bit of you have to be a little bit frightened looking at that Kerry performance, considering like Clifford was in for he was in for a goal that was sort of pulled back for a free when he, the the advantage could have been played, nearly scored a goal at the end. So even though he was on the periphery, he still I thought he still was excellent. If you're Derry, what do you do? Like I mean and, and Derry are a really, really well-coached team, I think, Andy. Well, if you look at their game, and I know I heard your boys chatting, like, the one thing you would talk about that game, if you're just trying to sum it up in one word against Cork, was control. Mm. So, so Derry, Derry, Derry control you. Um, what they essentially do is they, they are one of the best teams that as soon as they want, it, it's like it's like having a balloon. They can they can take air out of the balloon when they want, and then they can pump the air back in when they choose to. And um, they can burst it if they want as well. So you know if you watch the game and you watch the ebb and flow, and I know people were giving out, but that they don't care whether whether supporters like what they're doing or not. Like I mean, they're there to win games, uh, and they're there to win the the the, the All Ireland. And what they do is they control the game continuously from from minute one to minute seventy odd. Um, and their whole idea is, is that if you get a run on us, we'll just take control back of the game. Mm. Uh, they very rarely get into an arm wrestle. Very rarely. It's usually done on their terms. Now, there will come a point in that Kerry game, I, I, I absolutely, I think 100%, where, where, where Kerry need to bring that bit of anarchy into it. Where Kerry need to bring that bit of where Derry are slightly losing their head. I can't remember who it was in one Ulster Championship match this year, but there was a sense of that. I'll, you come back to me. But you need to bring them out of that comfort zone where they're all kind of, you know, taking their time, tipping the ball around, you know, choosing to the runners, they're doing their set plays, all that stuff. You need to get them out of that. And that, I think, really is the only way to beat them. Now, how do you do that? Well, I think what you do is you you, you certainly repeat what you had previously, uh, as in this week, uh, from a Curry perspective. So you bring that intensity, you bring that tackling, you bring all of that. But I think you nearly have to bring the game to them. You have to squeeze up on Derry. And you have to force Derry out of that comfort zone, as I said. If you give them the ball and let them dictate and try to counterattack them, they're well used to that. 
you know so i think you really have to change things around again um and it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating game by the way because Derry, Derry, for me you know i know people were saying oh cork were well in that game and they were and i think cork have improved massively but i i, I never ever worried that Derry were going to lose that game you know yeah. even when they got the goal i was thinking Derry would come down the field here they'll just strangle this game and they get a point or two now ultimately they got they got a goal straight away but they could have got a one or two more, you know. So um, Derry are in good stead. Um, and I know we can talk about it more maybe in, in, in when, when we're previewing the game, but it's 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 about trying to get them, Johnny. I think it's trying to get them where their their head is a little bit fried, you know. Mm. You, can't, you can't have them thinking that it's nice and, you know, easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but they look so in control that it looks like they're just kind of going through their patterns where you need to try to try to try, try to shake them out of that I think. I I'd be I'd be astonished if Derry beat like I'd be astonished if they won that game because if you look at Cork did get in for three point swing that, with the bookies. I I mean I'm just thinking already in my head like my I I I think that's a great bet but right. it's, it's it's look if you look at Cork actually got in for half goal chances in the first half as well they did get a goal they sort of nearly had another goal chance Kerry are miles better than Cork and it's Kerry's defending yesterday Shane is I I would be amazed now and I'm I'm no, I'm no expert but what I saw this weekend Kerry are miles miles better than than Anton Bar Dublin at the moment on that display. Possibly. Well I think I think I think the big thing Shane I think the big thing Johnny I I don't there's a reason why Derry have to do what they have to do, right? Um, and the reason is, is that they don't have the forward yeah. prowess Derry have. Okay, so 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 they have to control it. They have to control it. They have to get McWigan and certain lads, Doherty and certain lads, onto the ball, Rogers at certain times, and provide them the platform to get the scores. Like, I mean, the... Brendan Rodgers, you can nearly, you, can, you, you know, as soon as he gets the ball, you could, if someone said to you, you weren't watching, you'd say, yeah, he's getting it in a central channel. He's going to dip his shoulder left. He's going to bounce past the player and he's going to clip it over his right foot. How many of those scores has he got? That, that there's, there's, they're designed because when they, after, after a long period of time, when they have the ball, they isolate him in the middle of the pitch, generally against another midfielder. That doesn't happen just by chance. So Kerry will have, obviously, I think, the better forwards. And I think Derry will over rely on one or two. And if Kerry have the, the defenders, which they have, to to pick off the McWiggins and a couple of others, I think it might be it might be it, it'll be a Kerry win in that frame. Now the only thing I would I would argue against is if Derry can pull Morley left and right because Derry do play with a lot of width, and if they can get Morley out of that centre half back position and pull him left and right, a la Mayo when, in in that game, well then they could find some. Uh, 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 um, they could find some 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 ability straight down the middle and some some openings um, where they can come tearing down the middle, which they did against Cork as well. So, look, I don't think it'll be all Kerry. Uh, Derry are there on merit, um, and you know they've got a decent backline themselves. Um, so, so it's I think it's going to be a cracking game too. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. Um, I'm probably biased in saying Monaghan are one of the stories of the championship so far. But if you think back to the even Rhino Tools last minute goal against Tyrone in the Ulster Championship, and then the, the, the even drawing with Derry uh, in the group, beating Clare, the, like the last minute antics against against Kildare, the the way in which the, the game was played at the weekend, and Anthony, I guess they have a big task against Dublin in the semi final. But but looking at the weekend, I mean. The way our mass set up, and I know it was a tight game and it could have gone either way in, in the end on a shootout, but it was methodical, it was a slow-down approach, which suits Monaghan down to a T. It was almost like Armagh were maybe too negative, and, and Monaghan were probably licking their lips at the way Armagh had set up. Yeah, we probably don't have time to talk about Monaghan, though, do we? <laughs> no, go on, we'll give you an extra half an hour here, go on. <laughs> 
you know what? I played against Vinnie Curry, and the one thing I've noticed, and the one thing I realized, well, well, you know, there was plenty of fellas in that Monaghan team we used to battle against a lot because we used to meet them in league and and, and uh, championship. But Vinnie was a fella who would literally be dragged off the pitch with the boots on. Like I mean, he would never go back. Right? He he would never ever know when it was done. Um, and teams quite often, the best teams are formed in the image of the management and the manager. Um, and what they'll do is they will take on the attributes and the values and all those different things of the manager. Um, and I see that in Monaghan absolutely with this, with, 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 with this thing. You know, um, they are resilient to the end. They have no lack of cojones. Like, I mean, Jesus, some of the stuff they did. McManus, again, like, I mean, you know, you kind of, you start to run out of superlatives. His first touch, I think we said it, I remember a couple of weeks ago, he played in summer game, but his first touch, he gets fouled and he sticks that, that free. I Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Where it was, you know, like he never even thinks, and by the way, you're talking about, he's not looking to go short ever. He's thinking, no. yeah, this is the score for me. Um, his 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 score at the end, obviously, to level it, Grugan will be having absolute nightmares because I don't think he needed to foul him, mm-hmm. even put a hand near him. Um, and he, Rory had a great game himself. But, you know, he just panicked. And he panicked when he saw McManus. And McManus makes you do that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but I think they were absolutely fantastic, Shane. Like, you know, I, I think... And, and I think Armagh... In the cold light of day, they will be absolutely kicking themselves again. Yeah. Um, they had three chances in that extra time, and you know, extra time is all about those tr- first three or four minutes of that first set of extra time. It's about if you can get a couple of scores ahead, you know, well, then you can kind of control it and see it out. And they were a point up, and they had three chances to go two, three, four up. And even if they'd gotten two of those, and what had happened was they brought on a couple of subs, a few subs got the ball, and they rushed. And they took the wrong option and they went for scores instead of trying to get it to the scorers, you know, which they did with Reen O'Neill to get obviously the one just before McManus's equaliser. They needed to just be able to control it and calm that. Um, and, but you know what? Monaghan stayed in it and they brought it into penalties. And then, of course, it was just, it was just, it was just, uh, you know, who, who was going to take it. But like, they are, you know, getting back into the game. I thought McCarty, McCarty has, is playing like oh, all star guaranteed, isn't it? Like he's just, he is absolutely like, but again, it goes back to what we were saying, Johnny, about this. Your five and your seven are so important. Like Carlo Connell and him mm. are so important for that Mayo team. They bring absolutely everything to that Mayo team. And, and what Mon- happens is, mm. or sorry, Monaghan team, from, from a defensive point of view, what happens is you, you're, you're squared off against your forwards and everything else, and you're trying to close off the space. Mm. And next, this guy comes out of nowhere where there is space at pace. And he gets slipped the ball and he steps inside. And it's very, very difficult to mark because you now have to rush out towards him. Because if you leave him, he's just going to stick it over the bar, which they do. So it causes mayhem. Um, and Monaghan have really done that. Like if you think of McCarthy at the start of the championship, I think he started 11 in mm-hmm. one of in the games. Um, and he went straight back in half back. I, th- I think that was one of the first rounds, Shane. And then they were being well bet. Uh, and he went back in half back and he just turned the game around. So, you know, Corey, there's there's no lack of leadership there, uh, and there's no lack of smarts on the sideline as well. You know, I know, I know, I know uh um Eho is 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 on the sideline yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, Gabriel's on the side. So um like I mean they they they've a smart setup and they're doing very well. And you know what? They're there on merit. Um and Armagh 
people would say that Armagh have been cautious all year, that they didn't really, you know, push back the shoulders and go for it. And I think ultimately that caught them. You know, I think ultimately it caught them. They might say, listen, we want to control games a bit like Derry as well. But I think Armagh have a bit more in the forward line, that they need to be able to do these cross-field balls more, that we saw a bit of. And they got some great scores. Mm. But then at times they're saying, Jesus, go for it. Go, go more for it. Um, and and you know I think I think McGinney will be sick and I know he was given out about the referee and the timekeeping and all that but you know that's for another day. Um, I thought it was, a, it was uh, listen. I saw people giving out about the game. I thought it was an absolutely fascinating game. Mm, and I yeah. thought mm. that's probably really, probably the perfect word for it. Fascinating for sure. Uh, Vinnie Coy was my leaving cert economics teacher, so we'll have to. I know all about his leadership. We'll get him in in studio after the final of course after Monaghan win the final uh, maybe I'm being too optimistic there but listen Anthony we didn't get touching on the, on the dubs we'll talk the dubs maybe next week previewing the, that semi-final against Monaghan and we'll, we're going to be talking uh, with Keith Higgins shortly about Mayo so Anthony brilliant stuff as always thanks a million no bother cheers lad OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball